Good afternoon, everybody. This is Mark Fierbacher with the Elevate Rochester podcast, formerly Ray Beff, Rochester Area Business Ethics Foundation. We are now Elevate Rochester, celebrating ethical cultures in the Rochester area. Uh, check us out online uh, at rochesterbusinessethics.com or just search Elevate Rochester in your favorite search engine. And of course, you'll find this podcast wherever podcasts are found. Um, make sure you subscribe, tell a friend. That's how we will really grow this podcast and do what we're out to do, celebrate ethical cultures here in Rochester. Well, I'm going to get right down to it. We have a Zoom meeting here. Deborah Pierce, one of our very own, interviewed Deborah Paul, who is the founder of Pharma Friends. Pharma Friends is a really wonderful organization. And in this time of crisis that we're in, we're seeing so many just really wonderful people and organizations pop up to make the world a better place. So without any further ado, here is Deborah's interview. So good day. My name is Deborah Pierce, and I'm on the board of directors of Elevating Rochester. Our purpose is celebrating ethical cultures. And today we're talking with Deborah Paul, a nurse practitioner. I'd like her to talk to her, to us about her experience as a nurse working at University of Rochester and then nurse practitioner in terms of how did that contribute to her coming together with a group of, of friends and forming Pharma Friends. Pharma Friends burst forth with what seemed like swarm-like energy and made a rapid impact in our communities in Western New York. So welcome, Debbie. And how would you, sh you know, would you please share with us what ignited you and your friends to action? Yeah, thank you so much. Um, so as you mentioned, I am a nurse um, and a nurse practitioner, and I was in clinical practice up until um, a couple of years ago uh, at the University of Rochester Medical Center in Rochester, New York. I first started my career in cardiology and then uh, moved over to medical oncology working at Wilmot Cancer Institute. Um, a couple of years ago, I took a medical science liaison position with um, a global biopharmaceutical company. Um, and um, I have been with them ever since that time. So during this COVID time, um, normally my role in this uh, as a medical science liaison, I'm traveling to um, different providers um, in oncology throughout my territory and talking to them about um, the drugs that are approved, specifically new immunotherapy uh, drugs approved for many um, different oncology uh, tumor types and talking to them about the drugs and how they work, the side effect management profile um, and managing um, side effects, um, many different questions that they may have regarding the drugs and how these drugs work to help their patients have a better life. So when this COVID uh, started um, and, and uh, the company that I'm working with um, asked us to obviously stay home, um, being New York, we were hit, we have been hit pretty hard with this COVID. Um, so I haven't been traveling um, at all anymore. I'm still obviously uh, taking care of uh, my medical providers and my um, the patients that they care for in my territory. I'm speaking to them on the phone or email or you know uh, virtual meetings, etc. So very thankful that I'm still able to do my job at home and helping these providers. But also something that really kind of hit me during this time 
um, and just recently really being out of clinical practice was, you know, all of my colleagues um, that are still in clinical practice, working at different institutions and um, working at different clinics, taking care of COVID patients. Um, um, many of my uh, colleagues have been uh, reassigned um, in different areas that they're not necessarily used to taking care of patients in. Um, some of my colleagues have been furloughed, unfortunately, now in this time. But, you know, when this first started, I just was thinking, how can I help? I want to be involved. I want to help more. And, um, of course, I, you know, signed up with um, Cuomo's basically mandate of, you know, asking healthcare professionals who we're no longer practicing, you know, to sign up in the potential need of um, sending us to different locations, et cetera, to help during this time. But there still was something that I felt like I needed to do. And Farmer Friends was developed basically from, you know, uh, myself and um, some of my colleagues that I work with uh, right now. I was talking to one of my colleagues in the Pittsburgh area she had heard of something um, along the lines of Pharma Friends and we were talking about it and I was like, you know what, what a great idea, you know, how, how people can give back to their communities. And specifically with my colleagues that started Pharma Friends, we wanted to reach out to oncology providers um, in Western New York who, you know, again, um, their clinical practice have been changed in so many ways because of COVID. Um, you know, they're, they're doing a lot of things that they may have never done before, um, taking care of patients, not only with, um, you know, side effects from their uh, cancer treatments, but also potentially now side effects from COVID. So um, one thing that, um, you know, we all have in common, um, no matter who we are, is that, you know, food plays a big important part in our lives. And um, for healthcare providers, just remembering my clinic days, you know, we barely had time to go to the bathroom, you know, let alone to having a lunch. So um, we thought this was a great way for us to say thank you to you know, these hardworking teams that, you know, again, right now are even social distancing at work, um, you know, you know, not in their normal situations where they, you know, are doing journal clubs or tumor boards or, you know, team meetings, things like that. They're kind of doing what they need to do, uh, social distancing and, you know, specifically around like that lunchtime meal, they're, they're not congregating and, you know, sitting down and, you know, taking five minutes to perhaps relax before they have to see that next patient. Um, so this was a, a way, again, of us just really trying to say thank you um, to our community providers and, again, specifically on oncology in Western New York. So, Deb, explain to us what you do in delivering and who sources the food that you deliver. Which groups did you deliver it to? What geography did you cover? Were they snacks or lunches? And how did you involve local restaurants? Yeah, so we um, have mostly been providing lunches. Um, and we have been um, providing lunches to many different clinics um, throughout Western New York. So many in the Rochester area, uh, many in the Buffalo area, Jamestown, 
uh, Clifton Springs, Batavia, we've been all over. Um, and again, focusing on oncology clinics. Um, and what we've been doing is we've been working with um, obviously restaurants in the local area who have you know, taken upon themselves obviously to be very COVID safe you know, during this time um, with, you know, again, limited staff in um, these restaurants, uh, you know, preparing the food um, and preparing it safely. And one of the things that was very important to our healthcare teams as well is was um, these lunches um, needed to be provided individually packaged. Um, so again, talking to different restaurants and just, you know, finding out, you know, how they are being safe you know, during this COVID ep ep uh, epidemic, and also if they would be willing to make individual lunches for um, these healthcare teams, because that was one thing that when we were talking to these healthcare teams about providing lunch, um, while they were more than appreciative of, you know, having a lunch um, provided for them, they wanted to make sure that it was as safe as possible. So we have been using, um, some very local uh, restaurants in some of our smaller communities. Um, one of the big restaurant uh, chains that we've been using um, in Western New York is Debella's Subs. Um, they have been absolutely fantastic with us with um, individually wrapped uh, submarine sandwiches, bags of chips and cookies, um, and they wrap them in boxes. And then, uh, you know, they deliver them to these healthcare facilities uh, for our, our, our providers. Um, we also, they also do salads, um, you know, individually boxed with the chips and the cookies as well. And then some other uh, local smaller restaurants have been very um, appreciative of us reaching out to them um, during this time. Obviously, these, these small mom and pop you know, kind of cafes in some of our smaller um, locations. Um, and again, they've been very flexible with um, me asking them basically if they could provide individually wrapped meals for each of the providers. So it's been a great experience. Um, I have to say with uh, these restaurants and also with these teams, they have been so appreciative, you know, uh, again, of first of all, having individually, individually boxed lunches, um, having it delivered right to, um, you know, like for example, Women Cancer Institute, they pulled right up into the front of um, the circle there, right in front of the cancer center. Um, DeBellos, you know, took it out, the meals out for them. The nurses there were masked and gloved. They had carts where the lunches were able to be uh, put onto, brought into the center, and then fed all of the people at um, all of the providers at Wilmot Cancer Institute that day. So it's been a great experience. And I'm just so, I'm so happy that, you know, our community restaurants are giving back in so many ways as well. And, you know, with, um, you know, whether we've used Panera, you know, they've thrown in free coffee when we've ordered meals or Debella's offering 50% off of their, you know, regular prices for that. Obviously, the donations that we've received through Farmer Friends, we want to, you know, make them last for as long as possible um, for feeding these healthcare providers. And, you know, other uh, little restaurants, you know, when um, asking, you know, do you have some sort of dessert that you can throw into the lunches? And, you know, them saying, we don't, we don't normally do that, but, 
because this is such a great initiative, you know, I'm willing to make, you know, cookies for all of these lunches. So um, been very, very pleased with just the support that we're getting from so many different um, businesses in the area. Yeah, and my experience uh, with Pharma Friends is it started out with a spark and it made a big flash rapidly. And you had a goal of having so many dollars raised within so many days and would update those checking you out on Facebook on how that was going. Were you able to raise what you had hoped to and are you pressing on with that effort? Yeah, so we um, we raised quite a bit of money and we still are continuing to raise money and provide meals uh, for our healthcare teams. And um, as I said before, as long as the funds keep coming in, um, we will continue to provide um, meals for our, our frontier healthcare providers. Um, so one of the um, things that has been a, a great benefit in, in starting Pharma Friends is word is getting out. Um, so for example, a couple of my colleagues um, within um, my company that I work with now, one a colleague in Florida, one colleague in Idaho, one colleague in Puerto Rico, they also are doing something similar to Pharma Friends. So, you know, this little effort here in Western New York has spread, you know, um, nationally and, and internationally to Puerto Rico, you know, in, in helping their healthcare teams in their area to do this. Um, you know, Pharma Friends has been recognized by my uh, company, my global pharmaceutical company as, you know, something of, you know, great interest to them that, you know, during this time, their employees are giving back in a very significant and impactful way to healthcare providers, you know, in, you know, our local communities. Um, Rochester uh, Beacon reached out to me regarding Pharma Friends and we did an article for them. And with that article, um, you know, we got more donations. So we were able to feed more healthcare teams. And then um, also I've gotten some people in the Rochester area who are very interested in helping this to become even bigger um, in our area. So working with them right now as well to see how we can perhaps spread um, you know, this goodness um, during this COVID epidemic, you know, here in the Rochester area to perhaps more people who are in need because we do know, you know, during this time, we're so thankful for our healthcare teams and, you know, the sacrifice that they're making so that we can stay home. We also know that there are many other people who are suffering. Many families, um, both incomes are now, you know, not coming into the house and kids are at home and, you know, uh, there's a lot of different needs that are going on right, you know, before our eyes right here in the Rochester area. So, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful for every opportunity I have to get the word out about Pharma Friends and because I feel like it's just leading to another opportunity for us to make a bigger impact um, in our area. So Debbie, I've got to say that the spirit and heart and expertise that you and your colleagues are bringing is so inspiring because you know exactly what would be missing. You've been there and, and your heart is with them, even if you're not standing side by side with them. And it hit traction, it hit traction quickly, and you were able to go with that and go forward. And, you know, it strikes me that this conversation is timely, not only because of the pandemic, and we're not quite sure when we'll be through it, but at, we're celebrating National Nurses Week, and they're our heroes. We've been cheering them. I realized the other day that on May 12th, 
that would be 200 years ago that Florence Nightingale herself was born. And she was a pioneer of public health. And she was a trailblazer in modern nursing during outbreaks and war. And she was going against a lot of resistance and um, made a huge impact. And they called her the lady with the light because she was there being with people in a very difficult time and making great change. So imagine what advice she'd offer us today with what we're going through. I'm sure that she'd be super impressed with the commitment and passion of our nurses. And surely she'd be applauding the generous efforts of pharma friends, you, your colleagues, and others who are joining with you by funding, jumping in, spreading it to other cities. So thank you, thank you, Deb Paul. And thank you for your time today. Thank you. Well, there you have it, folks. The very first Zoom audio meeting podcast for Elevate Rochester also happens to be our very first podcast. As we're going through this crisis, we're finding the ways to make it work. And uh, we're going to be bringing you lots of really cool interviews. Uh, and hopefully we'll be back in studio uh, where this will be a lot easier to do. Uh, than from doing it at home. But anyway, don't forget to subscribe on uh, anywhere podcasts are found, the Elevate Rochester podcast, and check us out online at rochesterbusinessethics.com or Elevate Rochester in your favorite search engine. Until next time, thanks.